Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. All right, we are back. Episode five. Hello, hello. Hope you're all doing well, staying safe. Um, Before we get things started, we got to talk about our wins. Jill? Um, my win is successfully home dyeing my hair. Currently in Alberta, everything is closed. Um, and I have blue hair, if you didn't know. And it wasn't looking too hot, so I dyed it myself in my basement yesterday. And other than my hands being very blue, I should start wearing gloves, I would say it was fairly successful. Sometimes I dye my hair and it does not look cute. So we're taking it as a win. Can confirm it looks good from here. Under my (laughs) toque. Under your hat. Um, My win is that um, I have been better at telling people what I'm feeling before it kind of like builds up and then I get angry about it. So yeah, I know I've had a few like adulting wins lately. Um, But yeah, so just like speaking my mind, speaking my truth in a... um, like productive kind of way and not like being like well you did this and then somebody's like why well, I didn't know that that made you angry and I also I just did that four weeks ago <laughs> speak up and I'm like uh actually it really bothered me when this happened and then moving on like being able to like manage conflict a yeah. little more effectively. and it's never as scary as you think it's gonna be that's no. a big one for me also it's very anxiety producing for me to be like totally. what you did bothered me but then they're like, okay, sorry, I won't do that again. And it usually ends like, up being oh. okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that kind of leads into our episode today where we're talking about soft skills. Uh, so last time we talked about uh, more like the hard skills of personal training, like actually programming and exercises, etc. So today we're going to talk about the softer side. Uh, and I think we both agree that this doesn't really get talked about a lot. No, the mental side of goal setting and finding success, I think, is being talked about more. Mindset work is a popular topic these days, but it also can be very overwhelming to just hear someone be like, mindset is important. You're like, okay, cool. What do you want me to do with that information? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we're going to talk about a few really specific things that can help you um, do that. We're going to tell you what to do with that information. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're going to, yeah. Um, so first, uh, starting it off is journaling. So what would you say, like, what is journaling if somebody says that to you? Um, I, I need to find a different line than it depends, but... Um, Journaling, I think, can look very different for different people, and it's whatever serves you best. Um, general statement journaling is just kind of brain dumping, thought dumping, yeah, getting things out, things you don't always necessarily want to say to somebody, yeah. Um, but it's productive to get them out of your brain and onto a piece of paper if you're not comfortable saying them out loud. Yeah, and I think that like I have like a notebook that I just sort of, it is literally, like you said, a brain dump. So I dump extra, I dump like social media ideas. I dump program ideas. I dump like lines that I hear that I want to remember and use. I make lists. I do like a little to-do list and like, it's literally like a do it all journal. It's not organized. It is messy AF, but it's literally what's coming out of my brain. And 
if you think about it, if I didn't do that, um, it would all still be in there. And I'd be like, what was I trying to remember? And then I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. So and it doesn't have to be a physical journal. Yeah. I do a lot in my notes because let's be real. We always have our phones on us. So if that's true. easier for you. Cool. I definitely have a file of like social media ideas as and when they come, I just jot them down in my notes and it's fine. Yeah. And I think it's important that your that journaling doesn't have to be like, dear diary today. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be like that. I think that's Although kind of it can a, be. It definitely can, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that way. And I do like what you said about you can also like um write about things that are bothering you. So um and this kind of goes into like a little more like voodoo type healing is I've actually had, um, we'll call them healers, um, say to write a letter to somebody that was where sort of some discomfort or feelings or pain was coming from. And um, you don't have to send it to them. You can just do it and it comes out and it's just the act of getting it out of you that changes things around so yeah. it can definitely act as something like that too if you didn't know jess and i can be a little bit woo woo sometimes a little bit university so if this is not we're your here thing for it. that's fine we're not yeah, personally offended it's fine. <laughs> you know what honestly if you don't really believe in it it usually probably won't work for you anyways so you gotta lean in a little I bit i love the universe so <laughs> i do too i do too um and i guess like going with journaling comes um a lot of times people do like a gratitude journal so yeah which is a little bit what we're doing with our wins when we start our episodes with it's a little bit of just giving some gratitude out to the universe and being like yeah like even if it wasn't a big win little wins add up and even if you're like man like it's a pandemic everything's shut down we're still finding wins to celebrate yeah and it can be as little as dyeing your hair or you or got dressed as or you showered as, yeah you got out of bed today Good job. Or, you know, other wins that we've talked about before, like if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, like sometimes our wins are kind of superficial and that's okay. They don't have to be deep, no. like groundbreaking wins. They, they can, can literally be money be wins. They can be yeah. whatever. Um, for me, gratitude and journaling kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I journal consistently with full moons, which is like pretty woo woo of me. A little bit witchy, but um, full moons. I think my favorite saying about moons, which is kind of a tangent, is like when people don't believe the moon has an effect on us, but the moon controls the oceans and like we're made of water. So like, you know, but. Everything is connected. Literally everything I love the moon. I think it's fascinating. Um, but I journal every full moon um just because from like the witchy side of things there's a lot of power in full moons there's it's a time of transition it's a time of change it means it's a chance to restart the moon physically is restarting its phase um so i journal with every full moon and i write down my goals i write down things i was thankful for that month i do a little thing of like if i'm journaling daily i do how's my mood how's my energy Sometimes I'll like write the day out of 10 um, yeah. and just kind of reflecting on the good and the bad I think is important and that's where the gratitude side comes in. I tend to journal a lot more when my life is not going so great for me, but it's important to always end it with something you're thankful for um, or a little bit of like a sign off. A sign off I do a lot is like love and light and I think that's important 
for everyone. So you'll see it in my posts sometimes. It's something I end my like journals with. Um, so finding something that is happy to end those journaling sessions with and be grateful for is important. Yeah, and I think it's important. Like gratitude journaling, I think is really important because, as I just said, when things everything seems to be going terribly, there is always something to be grateful for. Whether it is just simply having a warm house or a person that lives in there with you or your dog or a warm cup of coffee like you can be grateful for literally anything it doesn't have to be um you know it doesn't have to be anything huge um I uh, have actually have a great um little journal I got from a friend who's also a um She's a former coach, but she's also a podcast host. So shout out to Sugar for Your Lemonade. Um, Mel and Asheville are really great. And um, Mel has these um, journals that she made. And it kind of just takes you through like three things you're grateful for. And then there's sections on like, what do I have to do today? Like a little to-do list, like three things. Um what are you open to receive is one of my like favorite prompts in there is like and it she actually wants you to write it like i am open to receive this and what that does i think is it just opens up your mind to the possibility of what could happen to me what's great that could happen like if this happened it'd be so cool or like um and also just having a it also has a um I would say it's a gratitude thing, but it's also like kind of projecting into the future. So one of the lines that I usually say is, I am so grateful that I have all these amazing clients, et cetera, et cetera. And it just kind of opens my brain to the possibility of growth. Um, and then at the end, there's a little check-in and it's like a nightly check-in and you're supposed to be like, what went well? What could I do better, et cetera. So I think it's just bringing to mind things that you maybe wouldn't think about. Um, I'm kind of really leaning into the what am I open to receive question mm -hmm. um, lately. It seems to be just, you know, um, one of my favorite words that goes along with it is ease. And ease is just like, like what if this was easy? Like what if it, what if it didn't seem hard at all? Like what if, you know, and I think the what if is like, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think sometimes what if gets a bad yeah. rap. And it's like, but like, what if, what if it goes well? Yeah. Every what time if it was easy? I try to challenge myself every time as a socially anxious person, the what if goes through my head a lot, especially in new situations. So every time my brain puts out a, what if they hate you, for example, or what if they think you're weird, especially with having blue hair, that's a thought that goes through <laughs> my head a lot. Um, and I try to challenge that with like a, what if they think your hair is really cool, for example? Yeah, what and if they're just, the best client you ever had? Yeah. What yeah. if you make a new best friend? Like, there's lots of... Try to challenge those negative what, if, what ifs with a positive one, and it takes time, and it takes being conscious of the thoughts that are going through your head. Um, a big thing for me, um, I guess we're kind of leaning into the manifesting side of things now, which is fine. They all kind of go together. Um, the ones I've been doing lately are I am... And those are always feeling-based for me. So I am free, I am happy, I am whatever. Um, I attract, which is kind of similar to Jess's, like I'm open to receive. Same thing, I attract, it can be whatever, good vibes, love, money, money a yeah. new job, <laughs> whatever. Um, 
I heal from is a big one for me. So trauma, heartbreak, guilt, toxic relationships, whatever it may be. Um, and then I always say a couple of things I focus on too. And a big thing with kind of gratitude, not necessarily you don't have to write it three times, but a big thing with manifesting and kind of attracting things. It's a common theme to write thing in, things in threes. So you would write like each thing three times. Um, and that's because the number three is considered like divine wholeness in the spiritual world. So writing things three times is kind of using that power of the number three. Um, but yeah, always finding the positives and finding things to be grateful for, even when your life is absolute chaos, is important. And I find that also helps attract more of the good things when you're recognizing them. I would agree. I would agree with that a lot. Um, one of the things that one of my one of my very near and dear to my heart healers who has moved away and I was probably the saddest that she moved away but also super stoked for her because she lives in this fabulous place on the west coast and just is like literally living her best life with her partner and um, one of the first things she said to me was how much better can it get so even when things seem hopeless or terrible I actually have the exact note that she gave me like four years ago on my bulletin board and it says how much better can it get so it's like something happens well how much better can this get like what am I and it kind of leans into that what am I open to receive from this right and I think that looking at situations and like being like yeah what can I receive from this like mm -hmm. you know like we think about like lockdowns and stuff like this year has been inherently very hard on a lot of people but um, from the beginning I was like okay like I've been given the gift of time and like well, like downtime, I guess. And what am I open to receive from this? Well, you know, I ended up making like a hundred exercise demo videos for my online clients. And that has made an online business for myself that I didn't have before. So would I have done that? Have we not been shut down in a global pandemic? Probably not. Yeah. It would have taken a lot longer, first of all. And I understand um, the pandemic is not necessarily a positive thing, but think of how many things you've gotten to do because you actually have the time to do them now. Yeah, like I, I know we both spent more time exploring Alberta when we mm -hmm. probably would have gone elsewhere. Um, the dogs, I keep saying this, the dogs are winning the pandemic. How many people adopted animals or decided to get a dog or spent more time with their dog that they used to feel guilty for going to work every day, but now make time for a daily walk? Yeah. Or, you know, even um, when you, when we were allowed to gather together and not having as many contacts, you know, choosing the contacts or being forced to choose the contacts that you value the most, right? And for some people that was more like their friends and not seeing their family, which is good for some people and not necessarily for others. And some people it was really a good time to get rid of those toxic people in your life that you felt like you needed to stay connected it literally with. gave you an excuse to not hang yes. out with them anymore. yes i can't see you covid like yeah really it is the ideal excuse for most things so. yeah i don't i don't want to go out covid like you know what i mean like it's um the introvert in me thrived 
Yeah, and, so. and for some people, maybe they leaned into their introvertness a little bit because we all can't be 100% extroverted. That is not realistic. Yeah. You do have internal things going on. And um, I think I'm, a, I'm an extroverted introvert. Um, I can be very out there, but I also like my yeah. one-on-one time with myself. I think we're very similar in those ways. I'm extroverted in the areas I'm comfortable in. If that makes sense. So for yeah. me, a big one is the studio, my career, my job, my Instagram. The things that you know. Yeah. But put me in a situation I know nothing about and you probably won't hear me speak like... very often. So I will listen instead. Um, but yeah, yeah, reflecting on the good in everything. Yeah. And then important. like, I guess leaning like, leaning hard into the manifesting like, I think sometimes putting things out to the universe, like if you have this little thought in your head that you're like, okay, I just really want to make more money. I really want to make more money. But if you don't put it out there, how is that supposed to come back to you? It's kind of the like, if you're a science person, you know, everything has an equal and opposite reaction. And so I would ask you if that is your style or your preferred style or way of thinking, if you don't put something out there, how can you expect something to come back? Yeah, like a boomerang. So, um, whether you believe in manifesting or not, I can confirm that it does work. Whether you write something on your mirror or you have a post-it that you read every day, or just if you say, like, I know there's a lot of power in standing in front of a mirror and saying something to yourself, like, "I am gonna find a new job. I am successful." Mm -hmm. I did that a lot when I was new, um, switching from having a salaried, safe job to starting my own personal training business, it was like, I am good at this. The more work that I put in, the more I will get back. You just need to keep going. And I said that to myself every day for a long time. And eventually things started to happen, whether or not it was me saying it out loud and really believing it or me saying it out loud and like, okay, well now I've said it, I have to put in the work. Yeah. Both work and it didn't not work. Well, I think it keeps things at the front of your mind too yes. when you're thinking about them often. Um, a big thing I've learned recently with manifesting is manifesting things for those around you too. Mm. I was listening to, I think a TikTok, which turned into a podcast on um, we about love a good how TikTok. Yeah, manifesting for other people is really important too. So um, putting something out there for the people around you. So um for myself, it would probably work for you as well with the business we're in is like my followers get richer, my yeah. clients get richer, my family gets richer, whatever it may be. You don't always have to necessarily be manifesting just for yourself, but manifesting that for other people is probably going to send something back your way. Um, I think it goes hand in hand with like just putting out good vibes to other people. People feel that and they become more attracted to you. So um, for a long time, I I do get really fired up about things that I see on the internet. And Jill's like, yeah, you do. Um, and you know- It would trigger my social anxiety. And, and for a long time, I felt the need to call people out on it or comment or things like that. And with with the magic of TikTok, there is so many bad trainers out there, so many people giving fitness advice who don't have any right to be. But it is better for me to 
just let it be and keep scrolling and release it to the universe and then come up with a productive way to make my message better and make it more positive rather than don't listen to this person. They don't know what they're talking about rather than, you know what? You guys should listen to me. I got some stuff to say. And while it might be polarizing, it does come from a better, that comes from a more positive place and putting the vibes out there has attracted people that I want to work with. Yeah. Not just like being in controversy all the time. It's always an energy exchange. So yes, that's a better way of putting whatever it. Whatever energy you put out there is going to come back to you. So if you're always like, don't do this, don't do that. That's not a positive energy. It's not a positive message. So instead, if you're like, hey, here's some things you can do. Yeah. Um, even from a coaching standpoint, but more so if you're speaking to yourself, like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, what yeah. can you do? It's also not my responsibility to police his no. poor and if you <laughs> if you policed the trainers of oh the world, you would not I have could, time for your own job. If that was so. an actual job, I think I'd be really great at it, but... You would have to get paid. It's to not it. an actual <laughs> job, nobody's paying me to do that, so it is better and in my better interest to do the other thing. And again, energy exchange. They're going to put out some shitty advice that's not going to do good for people and that will come back to them. And and really, I don't know if anybody's ever argued on the internet before, but it usually doesn't go the way you want it to. No, it's exhausting. And I, there's still some things where I'm like, ah, I could but I don't have the energy (laughs) and it's as simple as that for me most of the time. I think you have to ask yourself like, is this worth my time? Um, There was one situation where I was arguing with someone. This was actually, it was almost exactly a year, a couple years ago because it was, there was, I don't know if anybody remembers, it was like the memory came of my Facebook memories like today. So it was like the world juniors in like 2018. And there was like a Swedish hockey player who like threw his like silver medal, like into the crowd out of like disgust. And people were like, oh, but he was just upset. And I was like, no man, he was representing his country. You don't get to do that when you represent your country. And the person that commented back to me was like, well, you wouldn't know you've never represented your country. To which I posted a photo (laughs) of me in a Team Canada triathlon uniform, it was like, any more questions? <laughs> but like, it was like the perfect, like, yeah. I knew I wasn't wrong. And I was like, no, man, like, I've represented many teams and my country. And that's not what you do. Yeah. So <laughs> there is sometimes when it's absolutely worth it because he was like, oh, like, case in point. No. But <laughs> yeah. And I think that kind of leans us into the self-care side of things protecting protecting your energy being aware of what you have energy for is a big thing i've been focusing on the last year and the year to come is and hopefully forever is just asking yourself do i have the energy for this yeah is this giving me energy is this taking energy um Paying attention to how you feel after you're with someone, I think, is important. If you feel energized and uplifted and all the good feelings, keep that person around. If you leave being like, oh man, I need a nap and I have no brain cells left, then maybe that's not the most beneficial relationship. Yeah, I think taking like an energy audit um, with different situations, activities, people is really helpful. Um, I know sometimes even... I'll get a text from somebody, I'll just be like, oh, God. And then I just, like, it makes me really see 
who is worth spending my time with. And I really think that, like, again, going like this past year has been really eye opening in that way because my energy bandwidth has been smaller. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not gonna commit energy to this. And you just kind of like bow out or whatever. Or even you know, when people ask you to like do a project or like you want to collab on this and while sometimes it is energy receiving like you know making this podcast together we're not making any money off this podcast unless people want to sponsor us which we're, we're open to offers <laughs> but it is something we are giving up time and energy to and i think that there's oftentimes things that come up when you are in like the online business people are like yeah like we should collab on this and you're like I just can't. I ran two challenges in a row with other trainers, and I I shouldn't say never, but that was the moment I realized that I cannot run challenges with other people, because just my energy after those challenges, I wasn't excited about, com- well, I was excited about completing it, but not for the reasons for the I right should reason. have been. Um, so yeah, reflecting on how you feel, and that can come down to your goals, your workout routine, your nutrition yeah. routine, reflecting on what your energy is like when you do those things, when you're in the middle of those goals is important. Don't get me wrong, things are going to be hard sometimes. It's not always going to be... Yeah, sometimes you don't have a choice, but, you know, I think it... I, I know it's happened, like, I've had one person who um, was, was a client that was not an energy match. For me and and it's interesting because you know with a lot of business coaches they'll tell you to like you know whatever you put out you're going to be attracting your people right and sometimes mm-hmm. people like slip through and you're like how did you, you find how did you because <laughs> the, you're not the kind of person who normally I attract and that is just kind of like how you build a very personal business and I think both of us agree with that is like you attract people who are like you mm-hmm. And if somebody slips through and you're like, whoa, where did you come from? Like, it doesn't happen very often. I can literally say that since I started my own business, it has happened one time. And I think part of it, I don't know, Jess has heard me say this a million times in the last year. Part of that is like the universe testing you. Like, they'll no, throw, totally. like, <laughs> all of a test. I walk me. in here sometimes and I'm like, Jess, the universe is really testing me this week. <laughs> but I think it's just literally that the universe or whatever you believe in throwing something at you to be like does she or he really want this and like those tiny little roadblocks are they going to be the things that derail you or are you going to be like no I know this is not what I need in my life yeah moving on and I think you know having the strength to let that client go or let that opportunity pass you by can be really empowering like you know it goes back to that like abundance mindset thing like I don't live my life in scarcity um that is a really for me personally that's just a really dark place to be I live in abundance and so if I'm passing an opportunity by I know there's gonna be another one yeah or five because I passed that one by so you know if you're saying no to a client that doesn't fit with you um by all means, if you know somebody who is a good fit, send them along. But, you know, allowing that spot or that space gives you opportunities for so many other things. Yeah. Um, and that 
can apply to you guys with your goal setting as well. If you realize a goal is no longer serving you, release it to the let universe. It go. Just let it go. Adios. You can you can write it down, and you one of a good practice that I, excuse me, I've done like once is like you write it down, and then. You can either crumple up the paper, throw it away, you can burn it. Burning it is very therapeutic. Yeah. So you can write it down, you can be like, hey, this goal, whatever, and then you can be like, I'm letting it go. And the physical act of letting it go is sometimes enough to release it from your body. And yeah. that's going back into a little bit more of that voodoo stuff. Uh, maybe if we ever have guests on the podcast, we can get some of our favorite healers to come in and yeah. give you a little how things work in the voodoo world. But I think both of us are big fans of stuff like that I know um, while I haven't done it in a while I've kind of come to some of my own healing realizations uh, subconscious imprinting is really effective if you have a problem a pain something weird going on that is unexplainable it's not unexplainable and not to be dramatic <laughs> this is gonna sound really dramatic but subconscious imprinting quite literally changed my life I think Jess was around when I got it done the first time. Yeah. I I can confirm it's changed mine too. I used to be anxious about everything. I was very what if in a negative way about everything. Like my parents would go to work and I'd be like, what if they never come back? Like that was my brain all the time. And if you can just like take two seconds to picture your brain going worst case scenario about every single thing, it was exhausting. Um, I think it's called catastrophizing, actually. Yeah. Um, and that was me. Um, so, yeah, subconscious imprinting, we should get somebody on to talk about yeah. that because it's um, fascinating. Again, um, I can shout out my friend Mel from Sugar for Your Lemonade or Asheville. They both are um, from Empowered Healers Academy. If you don't follow the Empowered Healers Academy, uh, you really should. Um, Kelsey and Vanessa have basically created a school for healers um that is literally what they do um vanessa shout out vanessa was my og acupuncturist um you know subconscious imprinting practitioner Mm -hmm. um they are you know just some of the most amazing people they also have a podcast too it's called the heart of a renegade um listen to them listen to sugar for your lemonade they're also they're all amazing people and i have self-healed a lot from just even listening to what they have to talk about you don't even need to book a session although i have to say if you've never tried it uh you should because there is you know there's things like there is generational trauma and there is trauma that you didn't even know you had that could be living in your body and taking up space yeah I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> if you're local to Short Park area, I saw Tracy Hall. Her Instagram is at natural trace, natural underscore trace, if you're getting technical. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Find someone you're comfortable with is the biggest thing around any yeah. kind of mental work. Um, and self-care doesn't always have to be pretty. Um, it can be subconscious imprinting. It can be messy and <laughs> not enjoyable and... Yeah. Um, it doesn't always have to be the glamorous, take a bath, do a face mask. I was going to say, I think a lot of people think self-care is like a bath. Um, but self-care can be like logging off of Instagram or Facebook or setting time limits on your phone or, um, taking your dog for a walk or 
you know, anything. It can be, self-care can be working out. It can be, for me, it's reading. Having a therapist. Yeah. Which is the opposite of glamorous and Instagram worthy. Normalize having a therapist, by the way. Um, I don't currently have one because I've found um, that subconscious imprinting is kind of like a therapy for me. Find the therapy Um, that works for you. It took me three therapists to find one. Yeah. Therapy is also so freaking expensive. So I understand everyone's always like, everyone should have a therapist. But that's not really a realistic thing because... Totally. It's a lot of money. You know what? I think sometimes if you even have a friend who is, dare I say, like a little bit more woke. um, Maybe not woke in the way we think of it. But like if you have a friend who is really in touch with some of this like journaling, manifesting, self-care, knows some healers. Um, you know, I, like I said, I found a lot of healing from listening to like two podcasts that they talk about things and the things that they say, sometimes it'll just be like, wow, like I really got that. And then it has, you know, I don't feel the need to have a actual session or a therapist, though I know it's there if I needed it. Yeah. Um, another really great resource on Instagram is Amanda Bucci. She used to be a really big business coach actually, and she's kind of pivoted into the spiritual world and she gives lots of really awesome kind of how to's on her Instagram. Um, I wish I had someone local to plug instead, but she just gives really awesome kind of tips, tangible things you can do. Um, but self-care doesn't always have to be pretty and self-care fitness health wise can be literally doing nothing yeah it can also just be it's very individual so don't feel that um because it doesn't look like what you think self-care should look like that that's not what it is you know self-care can be like not texting someone back unfollowing someone on instagram exactly you can and you can unfollow people in real life too it's a thing um, <laughs> I think especially the last year has kind of taught us, again, COVID with the coming in clutch with the, you know, the true self-care and what you need, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, yeah. Um, but so, Jill, let's talk about, like, we've talked about all these different, like, vehicles of, we'll, we'll call them global self-care because I think journaling and gratitude and manifesting it's all part of self-care yeah how do we build this into a routine that works with our goals and that how do you kind of talk about i guess kind of if i was to run through all of those things in a health and fitness way journaling for myself i use to track my goals track my progress um track that kind of stuff gratitude is being grateful for the learning moments i think is important when you're starting anything new a new fitness routine, a new health routine, being grateful for those learning moments, being grateful for just building that routine and the process of figuring it out is really important. Um, Manifesting, I would say, kind of goes before that. Um, If you want something, making sure you're actually putting it out there. And then, like I said, self-care in the health and fitness world, especially exercise-wise, can be literally taking a day off to do nothing. So recognizing what self-care looks like within your goals and what it looks like to not have that burnout to be able to sustain your goals is important. We did a podcast a couple episodes back all about goal setting. So if you haven't 
listen to that make sure you go check that one out because they kind of play into each other listen to these podcasts in order like if you've jumped around like they will all make sense in order if you do that um i don't know what kind of sociopath is list is jumping around just kidding but (laughs) but actually (laughs) if this is your first of our podcasts welcome start on episode one it's but (laughs) pop back a few and uh go through them that way yeah i would say like the giving a routine a chance is really important there used to be a thing and i think it's been disproven um you used to hear like it takes 21 days or 21 times of doing something to form a habit I don't know if that's true or not. I think it probably varies person to person. Um, But do give something a chance. Um, You know, make yourself a sticky note. Remind yourself to do it. Give it a good, honest go. And know that if something doesn't work for you, there's so many different ways to do something similar. Like it just wasn't meant to be. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, you, and feel free to like, just like we said in the other episode, um, that it's okay to change your goal. It's okay to change your method with any of these things too, right? If you, if you're a person who likes to pull a card and, um, you know, it'll have like a little manifesting line on it or, you know, like things like that, like those are all great vehicles for doing things. You don't have to just sit there and manifest the crap out of something. You can manifest it in other ways too, right? It doesn't have to be like you talking in the mirror. You could meditate on it or you could, um, you know, journal on it or sticky note on your mirror, lipstick on your mirror. Like there's all, or have a reminder pop up on your phone. Like there's all kinds of ways that you can keep things at the forefront of your mind without doing it the same way that I do it or that Jill does. And I think a big thing with manifesting goal setting, all that kind of stuff, you need to take the steps to make it happen. You can't just be like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. I'm going to start a business next year (laughs) and then do nothing to start a business next year. And you have to see that Jill's sitting here with her hands outside, side to side, like the yogi kind of pose, like, like a traditional, very stereotypical (laughs) pose. But that's a big thing is I think people get confused with manifesting and think like, oh, I said it once, it's going to happen. It's only going to happen if you're already taking the steps to make it happen. Yes. Manifesting goes with the goal setting, right? We we still need to make things. You can't just be like, I want a better life. Cool. What does How? that better life look like? How are you going to get there? Let's take some actionable steps right now. Let's lean into it. You can always lean into the possibility of something happening. Uh, but I think that we do have to be realistic. The universe isn't just going to hand us things on a silver platter. Sometimes it does. Um, and that is lovely, but we should never expect no. that, you know, you're like, oh yeah, actually, uh, Jill, I heard this one time you were thinking about uh, becoming a millionaire. Here you go. Like, yeah. you know, it wouldn't happen like just out of the blue. She'd have to like buy lottery tickets or work my ass off. Right. Like there's all <laughs> kinds of ways to get there. It's not just going to be, you're not going to find a million dollar like bill my goal. sticking out of the ground. No, it's like my goal of being on Survivor. I say it half as a joke, but until I actually apply to be on Survivor, it's never going to happen. Right. So, but you, but you know, she's studying like all the ways of the. Oh, trust me! I watched like six seasons yeah, of Survivor the first quarantine. She's so, gotta figure it out. but yeah, reflecting back on the goal setting and how to set a goal, and then using all these soft skills to kind of help ease the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that's a good place to end. What do you think? (laughs) We'll wrap it up there. 
Um, yeah, a little bit more witchy woo-woo, um, but I hope it makes you think, Yeah, at least. And let us know if we struck up anything with you or if we um, gave you an idea or maybe changed your view on one of those things. That would be yeah. awesome. We always want your feedback, so um, please like, follow, give us a review, um, let write us, us know. a review. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on the gram. It is at Lattes and Lifting Podcast. You can drop us a DM. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can also leave us a voice memo on um, Anchor. I will post the link in the show notes. And You can email us if you want it to be confidential. Just let us know. If you ever have a question, but you don't want people to know that it's you who asked, Oh, email yeah. us and like put in there like hey don't say my name um and yeah, we won't anonymous questions um, welcome but your secrets are safe with us but our email is lifting a lattes podcast oh, lattes and oh. lifting podcast. <laughs> i'll get it right one Jeez. <laughs> that might you- be another podcast but <laughs> lattes and lifting podcast at gmail.com also um, i'll put it in the show notes yeah and then personal ig's mine is at jill underscore april fitness you can always find me there and I am at JLAC Fitness on the so, ground. We will catch you guys in the next one and talk to you soon. Yeah. Talk to you soon.